Last segment, we were chatting with Steph Potasek, the new uh, Hamilton Ticats offensive coordinator who left the McMaster Marauders to take that job. Well, now, want to welcome in Greg Knox, who left the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as defensive backs coach to become, as of today, the new head coach of the Hamilton, or I knew I was going to do it, of the McMaster Marauders. Greg, congratulations. Thanks, Scott. You, uh, as I say, you left a pro job in the CFL to come back and do this. Now, I know it wasn't a coordinator's job, but some people would say, you know what, a lot of people want to work to that. Why? What is the interest, what is the intrigue with the CIS that made this job so appealing to you? I enjoy enjoy working uh, in CIS football, frankly. I think it's a a sweet spot. Uh, The type of student-athletes you get to work with, uh, the environment, um, and and the ability, in my opinion, to develop these type of relationships and add value uh, to help uh, these young men um, reach their potential both uh, on the football field and off. You have played as a pro. You have coached now as a pro. You've also played and won a Vanier Cup as a player in the CIS and as a coach in the CIS. What's the difference in lifestyle? Before we get to the game itself, in the actual living life experience between the pros and the Canadian University game, what is that? You mean for the, for the kids? Yeah, for the kids, for the coaches, for everybody involved. Because there have to be some differences in how you travel, how you get around. I mean, is it is it dramatically different? Is it is it much more luxurious in the pros, or is it more similar than people might think? I think it's it's, it's fairly similar, and I, and I guess uh, certainly in the CIS landscape, there are has and have not. So I guess it's it's uh, depending on on the team of the program, but. I, you know, one of the one of the biggest differences being, uh, you know, you've got a student athlete that spends uh, spends their day in class or, or or studying, if you will, and you know, a good percentage of the coaching staff, for example, also spends their day at work. Um, while you know, while in the pros, right, it's uh, it's all hands on deck, uh, day and night. What about the instruction? What about the actual coaching? How, how how different is it from the pros to the CIS level? Uh, you know, I think we're I think we're fortunate at McMaster, for example, to have a, a great group of experienced coaches. Um, and and I you know I, I think again that's a that you're going to see a different scenario uh, everywhere you go. I mean, the, the coaches at the at the professional level. Obviously, have a great deal of experience and know-how, and and uh, and you know can focus an enormous amount of time on uh, delivering that information uh, to the players, and and so again, it becomes a uh, you know it, it, it's I guess it's it is what you think it is, right? I mean, the pros are getting uh, uh, getting more attention and uh, getting a higher level of, of focus from a from a coaching staff that perhaps. Uh, you know, certainly has more resources um, available to them. So, I, I we had Steph Patasik on just a few minutes ago, and one of the questions I asked him, I'm going to ask you the same thing. For him, it was that he had gone from 14 years of coaching young men to coaching men. Period. Now, for you, you're going back the other way. You've been with the young men. You've been in university. Now you've been coaching at Winnipeg. You've been coaching men. What is, What is the difference in how you handle those two different groups? I, you know what? I mean, they're they're men, but they're young men, uh, and you know, and you, you, your relationships develop differently um, at the, with the the players at the pro level. Um, you know, you're 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 doing less 
certainly you're teaching, but it's less teaching and more interacting and supporting and and, uh, and getting them the informa- information they need and working with them. Um, and you know, I say that's a that's a, certainly a, a big consideration there. Some of the players who have played for you at McMaster that I've talked to um, over the last couple of days, the, the the nickname, and I'm sure you've heard this nickname before, they called you the Mad Professor, mostly because of your uh, seeming passion for watching game film and breaking it down and, and analyzing what other teams are doing. Is that something that you love to do, or is that just the job and so you do it? Well, it beats working. I mean, if you have a passion <laughs> for something, it's... it's uh, and uh, so, you know, certainly that's that's part of that's part of it, and, and it, it certainly is a, um, you know, it's part of the game uh, from a coaching perspective. And I don't know how much I enjoy it, but it's a necessary, uh, it's a necessary part of it. And uh, uh, but again, it, it could be worse things to be doing with your time. Well, I mean, honestly, for people who don't quite understand the whole concept of breaking down film, and again, a lot of the guys that I talk to really say you're one of the best they've seen, that you you are able to do this exceptionally well. What what are you really, when you're watching film, what are you trying to find? What are you looking for when you're scouting an opponent that way? I mean, it's a, it's a frankly, it's a, that's a pretty. I couldn't put a blanket over it like that. And it's a process that you're working through analytically, um, you know. But an example would be uh, something as simple as trying to, you know, look for tendencies that might give you advantages, uh, you know, in terms of what individual players are doing or what they're doing uh, schematically. And really, what you're you're trying to do is get in the the mind a little bit of um, your opposition, your off- the offensive coordinator to get a feel for, you know, how they think and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, what, what their next might move might be. And, you know, if you look at it from the point of view as a, as a chess match, if you will, you know, in the press conference today, when you were being introduced, one of the things you said that really stood out to me was you said that you believe that what you are uh, taking over is a championship team. Now it, Greg, is that something that, honestly, that a guy has to say at a press conference when he takes over as head coach, or is that something that's true? Do you do you look at this team and say, you know, we're really close with the guys we have here? Yeah, I, I believe, I believe, and I think if you looked, if you if you ask that question honestly around the league, they they would uh, they'd say the same thing that um, the the potential is there um, for this team to to be successful. I'm not I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and say that we're we're going to win a championship. I, you know, the idea is to to conduct ourselves like champions. Uh, you know, to to win to win and win the right way. And but you know, we're not always going to win that last game. But uh, if we're doing our best, if we're playing our potential, then that's you know certainly um, a measure of success. And I think our potential is to be able to compete at a championship level with this team. I mean, clearly your expertise is on defense. You were the defensive coordinator the three times Mac has gone to the Vanier Cup. And as I pointed out in the paper the other day, the years that you have come in and taken over here and when you had your year at U of T, there has been a discernible difference in points allowed. So that's clearly your area of real strength. But you have a defensive coordinator now. You're now the head coach. I'm wondering, though, how much impact, influence, you will have with the defense with Joe Sardo, who's that coordinator now. How much, as head coach, how much, how many, how much of your fingers are in the pie with this now? Well, I mean, I, I think I'm very fortunate to have good people uh, on on all sides of the ball, and I, I think 
so I'm going to obviously uh, leverage what uh, what they've been building in in my absence. So I will collaborate uh, with both coordinators, um, all three coordinators. I don't want to forget about uh, Rob Underhill, our special teams coordinator. Um, you know, I, I think you know there was a fair bit of continuity from the systems and and the terminology, et cetera, that we ran when I was there, and, and I think that was beneficial for Joe in transition. Um, you know, as he implemented uh, his changes on the system. I mean, it, so what I want to do out of the gates here is, is just get familiar with uh, and, and close the gaps on on uh, on what it is we're doing that might be a little bit different than, than our approach in years past. Uh, collaborate, uh, you know, with uh, with the coordinators and the unit coaches. And, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I do have to take a different tact and a different – uh, perspective on it, um, but like I said, I'm, I'm lucky. Um, I'm lucky that uh, I'm getting plugged into a, a scenario with uh, with good people that I trust. Do you have to have a certain personality though to be a head coach? Can I mean I, I'm not saying anyone could be successful, but can anybody who is coaching in football anywhere do you believe be a good head coach, or do you need something special? Do you need some sort of different thought process or psychology or something to do it well? I think you know good or good to great i think you know when you look at it from that perspective you know you do need certain certain uh qualities and they'd be similar to the qualities that would make you um a, a good coordinator or you know a good teacher um etc right so so and, and you do have to you know you do have to be able to look at things differently you have to, to manage uh you have to manage things differently than you would as uh, as a coordinator, but from you know, from my experience, for example, in the business world, I mean, you're going to see a lot of parallels uh, to a head coach and in a lot of management roles in the business world. And again, uh, there, it's it's um, the good ones are good. Just before I let you go, um, Mc- Hamilton is hosting two Vanier Cups uh, in the time when you're talking about what a good team you have, and and certainly uh, last year you guys were really close. Um, did the chance to possibly you, you you saw Roger Center in 2012 when the entire place was a sea of maroon and you saw the possibility of what it could look like to play a home venue game or something similar venue cup game did that in any way influence your decision the chance that you know what while we have this great team we've got two games at home there's a chance we could play in one of these well yeah you would always I mean that's what your 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 ultimate goal is. And so ultimately I would say, I would say, yes, you think about, you know, that type of opportunity, but uh, the national, you know, anytime you get out of your conference, um, you've accomplished a great deal and you, and you get down that, that national championship track where you're playing uh, those national semifinal games. Um, it's, it's one of those things you can never really make, uh, make any guarantee. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't really think, you know, our focus is on is on Yates Cup championships, and 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 certainly uh, with a with a broader end goal of that uh, uh, getting back to the to the Vanier. But do you just before I let you go? Do you remember running out onto the field for that game in 2012 and peeking up in the stands and seeing that day? Is that burned into everyone's mind who was with McMaster that day? Uh, you know, I, I really think so. Now, for me, what was burned into my mind was the fact that we came out on the short end of the stick. I mean, that's, that's the unfortunate uh, 
uh, takeaway that wakes you up at night. But, uh, you know, ultimately I think the, the Vanny Cup experience and the, and the run, um, the, you know, the you know championship run is something that nobody that's, that Frank, sorry, that everybody that's involved in the process uh, can't help but, but but remember for the rest of their life. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great experience for everybody. Well, hopefully there are more, certainly, and hopefully it's uh, it's while you are here doing your thing, Greg, and uh, good luck to you taking over this team. Um, as I, I, I don't think you're far off. I don't think you're wrong with the, when you talk about this being a really good team. Boy, they looked great at times last year, and uh, who knows what they might do this year. So good luck to you going forward. Thanks. Appreciate it.